Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we fill you in on what's going on at the Hockey for All Center, Scotiabank Girls Hockey Fest coming to town on Sunday. So we talked with Marlene Boissonneau of the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, who will be in attendance. Also, we talked to Mike Mikhailov of the Winnipeg Westman men's basketball team about their national quarterfinal defeat at the hands of the Ottawa Gigi's earlier today. That's all coming up on the podcast. Sunday, here in Winnipeg at the Hockey for All Center will be Scotiabank Girls Hockey Fest coming through town to help the next generation of aspiring young players skate through barriers. Free half-day clinic has been helping young women and girls get into the game since 2006, and they'll be working on lots of skills with some of hockey's top talent. And one of the ambassadors for Girls Hockey Fest is Marlene Boissonneau of the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, and she joins us now on the show. Marlene, welcome onto the show. How's your night going? Thank you. Thanks for having me. My night's going really good here in Calgary. So let's start with uh, why you feel being a part of this initiative is important to you. Well, I think ultimately all girls need access to be able to play the sport and to see that the sport has the resources or the kind of availability for them to be able to play and to be able to be kind of role models to them and offer them the joy and show them what the sport can bring. Uh, I think that's what it's all about. For you, growing up in New Brunswick, what were the opportunities, what were the role models for you? Uh, female role models in hockey, given it was a small community, it was me and one teammate who was also a girl in the team, and I played boys growing up, and there was a big lack of female uh, role models in New Brunswick for me. Um, I definitely had to look outside of the province for role models, so to be able to do something like this and provide a role model to those young girls early on is something that I'm definitely passionate about. Have you had that uh, in talking to a lot of people that are involved in the PWHPA as well? Do you feel like a lot of people grew up playing with boys and and now we're getting to the point where there are more girls leagues available, at least in bigger cities? Absolutely. It's definitely a story that you hear over and over again for a lot of girls in the PWHPA, especially the ones that grew up in small hubs. Uh, Ultimately, that exposure and that awareness was in there early on. Uh, it's only becoming a thing now, and it's something that's being very much so pushed on now. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a reoccurring story that you'll hear throughout the PWHPA athletes. How did you get involved in, in giving back in coaching? Uh, it started in university for me. In university, we had a different um, different clubs uh, that the, our varsity team could take part of, and there was this one called the Cub Club, and essentially it was bringing on young girls uh, that were fans of the sport and fans of the big reds at Cornell. And uh, it started there really seeing the joy that these girls had hearing from us role models and being able to give back and teach them the love of the game and teach them different techniques and skills and all that. It really just stemmed in university. And I just hit the ground running from then and just decided to coach a ton after university and now basically having it as a full-time job. Now, you went to Cornell, as you mentioned, in boys hockey there are many different avenues the chl obviously being a big one ncaa kind of being the other one here in north america for women it's it's pretty much the ncaa right that's the target for for women growing up in canada they want to go play college hockey in the states it definitely is and it definitely was uh, i would say mostly was is what we would be leaning towards knowing that now there's professional avenues but definitely the ncaa for the longest time was that quote-unquote nhl for women uh, as we didn't have a professional league that was sustainable 
for something after. Now you have the PWHPA, um, you know, that is providing those opportunities for girls to look up to and somewhere to compete to be able to aspire to, have, to do that as a job full time um, as they grow up, just like we are fighting to do now. And every year is a bigger and bigger step. And every year as we get more um, eyes onto the program and more kind of support, the bigger the league becomes and it kind of essentially becomes our NHL. Uh, definitely something now that young girls can look up to other than university. And what does it mean to you to be a part of that effort where when you were younger, there was no pro hockey for women in Canada. And now there is for girls going out to this event on Sunday here in Winnipeg that you are part of that. You are part of the the effort to strive for something that they can perhaps play in someday. It's definitely surreal. I think sometimes we uh, kind of forget to realize that this is so new and it's so, um, you know, it's never been seen before. For women to be able to play professional hockey and make a living out of it, it's very new territory. Um, and to be able to show that to young girls and show them that there's hope and that there's that avenue that will be there for them when they grow up, it's it's really kind of, it's a little bit breathtaking just because it's very surreal still at the moment for sure. So where is the PWHPA in terms of getting its own league off the ground? Do you know? It's very close to being there. So essentially we started in 2019 with essentially starting up from uh, ground zero after having the NWHL folding because of the lack of foundation and structure in the program. And essentially this PWHPA got formed in order to create something from the ground up, but something that from day one would have the appropriate structures, appropriate um, you know, things that you would need, such as tape in dressing room, having dressing rooms, having, you know, simple things, having salary where you don't have to do two, three other jobs at the same time in order to make the t- ice times accommodate to your work schedule. So it's very much so still in the groundwork. But every year as a massive step next year, I think we will finally see something where it's full on livable wage and something extremely um, more positive than we've ever seen yet, something bigger than we've ever seen yet so it's an exciting year that's about to come here obviously COVID had a negative impact on that uh, push because it it happened at a, at a rough time as you're just getting off the ground but the the drive that you've seen from so many women that have decided to be part of this and and you know dig in the PHF exists the former NWHL now the PHF it exists it's its own thing but the drive to make this happen on your own when you finally get that league off the ground, how satisfying is that going to feel? Oh, it's going to be absolutely incredible. I mean, to be able to finally have somewhere for all of these girls that want to play professionally to go uh, is going to be what was in place before was just not sustainable and it was not appropriate for the level of play, right? We were playing at a level where you have to train multiple hours a day. You have to be able to do certain things to be a true professional athlete. And if you have to do two other jobs at a time or even a full-time job uh, while doing all that, it's not really accommodating, right? You can't really do that. So to be able to finally have that professional league is something that's going to be thrilling, and I can't wait for it to happen. Was there ever a thought of going to the PHF for you? For me, no. not I would say no just because the PWHPA truly has a model that is outstanding, wanting to put something, the very best product on the ice, the very best professional athlete. Um, and if you want to be a true professional athlete and have all the resources and have essentially the sustainable league where you have all the products that you need to be able to perform at a top level, um, that's the PWHP that provides that at the moment. So regarding the Hockey Fest in Winnipeg this weekend, uh, I, I guess new to this 
initiative is something called Learn to Play, where it offers people the chance to just skate. How important is that? Because hockey, as a lot of people know, it's expensive. How important is it to offer this this entry point that's free for young women? I think it's it's crucial. You want young girls to be able to play these sports and be confident playing these sports and having role models to see that it is a sport they can play, right? Especially young girls. They're so fragile, and sometimes they need to see, oh, this is something I can do, right? I want to play hockey, but if they don't see it around them, how would they know that it's something they can do? And to have a program like this, like Learn to Play, uh, to be able to have them come there and have the gear provided and different things like that where they can actually try the sport and see girls in the field of or see girls that have been successful in the sport, uh, it's something truly remarkable. And I'm very excited to be a part of the event because it's definitely something that is a need, especially uh, you know, in big hubs like Winnipeg. So you're going to be here on the weekend then? You betcha I will. All right. Well, thanks for this and uh, have fun th- this weekend here in Winnipeg. Thank you so much. Today in Halifax, the men's final eight for basketball and U sports got underway. Quarterfinal matches. And for the first time since 1994, the Winnipeg Westman men's team was a part of it. But it didn't go too well. They lost their national quarterfinal to the Ontario champion, the Ottawa GGs, 91-70. So they will now move to the consolation side of the bracket and face Université du Québec at Montréal tomorrow morning. It was a slow start for both teams. Six minutes in, it was 8-6 Winnipeg. Looks like their defense had come to play. But then, over the last four minutes of the opening quarter, the GGs went on a 17-3 run to close it, and they never really looked back. Second half was kind of a wash, but Ottawa was up by a, a lot. Mike Mikhailov, he led the Westman with 20 points and 10 rebounds on 10 of 14 shooting. A lot of that did come in the second half. And I had the chance to chat with the big man from Spain after the loss. Tell me from your point of view what happened today. Well, um, I think, uh, you know, we were prepared mentally and physically for them. But, you know, um, their main guy, number 41, was pretty good at hitting tough shots. And you know that I think that's what got the up, what got up the morale for the, uh, Ottawa, and the other guys also starting uh, making their buckets, finding their way to the rim. And you know, I think we need to step up our game defensively more for the next game. It, it was a really strong start defensively for your team. It was only eight six, uh, with uh-huh. four minutes left in the first quarter. But the first quarter ends with you down 23-11 as they found their shots. Would it have been different today if perhaps your team hit some shots early to put more pressure on Ottawa? Um, yeah, I think if we would have uh, found our touch earlier. I think we could have uh, gone on a great run, you know, um, get Ottawa into some problems. And, and yeah, but uh, I think some of the guys today – uh, didn't find their usual space, the usual drive to the uh, to the rim, and you know I think that also affected us. But uh, I know everybody in the locker room tried their best. You know, if they couldn't do anything offensively, they tried defensively, and we got a great spurt in the third and fourth quarter, where sometimes we had great defensive moments, but we still let them uh, continue scoring. But the problem with that is, of course, you're just you're just down by too much, really, right? The, the hole yeah. you dug in the first half was too much. Yeah, yeah, it's already a little bit too tough to come back. 
from a deficit that big, and especially the number two ranked team in the country. You yourself had 20 points and 10 rebounds. How do you feel about your game? Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I had a, a positive impact at least individually. Um, you know, it could have been better if if we won together. But I gotta also thank my teammates that you know found me in the base in the best spot so I could score easily. And and yeah, I gotta thank all my teammates for you know allowing me to get that play, player of the game. But you're not done yet. You can't win a title anymore. Obviously, that sucks. But you can still yeah. come fifth place, go through the consolation route. Is it nice knowing yeah. you can you still have another game, maybe two to play? Oh, yeah, of course. You know, uh, the best takeaway from this season is that we got to go to Nationals since 1994. And, you know, we're an, an experienced group. Uh, so I think it's still great to be like in the top eight of, uh, Canada's, uh, university basketball teams and we'll give it our all this next two days. Do you have a scouting report on your opponent tomorrow? They played before you today, so I'm not sure how much you would have watched that game. Well, personally, I didn't watch it, but uh, Coach Rainbow is already making the, the scouts for them. We've already played them in the preseason tournament. Uh, and I remember we won by eight or ten. The team was, uh, we could say, it was tough to play against them, but you know we found our way on that game to still beat them. So we don't know. We they they held Carlton to a two point win, which is uh, which is pretty tough to do against a team like that. And you know we're positive. We're positive we can win, but we also got a not. Um, not be too confident and you know respect them too but also be aggressive are you able to go out and enjoy halifax at all or is it just basketball 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 oh uh, i try i try to, to enjoy halifax by myself some of the guys just try staying inside the hotel i just went outside you know walk down the, the harbor uh enjoy some lobster rolls you know and and it's great. I really, really liking the city too, you know. And it's uh, it's great to see how much diversity that Canada has from one city to another. Yeah, I talked to Sean yesterday, and he's mentioned how he was going to try some lobster rolls, but not until after basketball. I was really focusing on the meal plan. So you went oh, a yeah. different route. You went right for the lobster roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I always try, you know, uh, to also be focused on basketball, but not like strictly because, you know, basketball is is a part of my life, but I don't let it um, uh, let it um, obstruct like how I do my things, you know, like if I'm here for a championship, yeah, I'm, fo- I'm still focused on the games, but I also try to enjoy my personal life, you know, like if I want to walk down downtown, by myself, you know, just see the monuments, the city, the harbor. The, in this occasion, you know, I'll try. I try to find some time and do it. So, is there any other food dish that you want to try while you're out there? Um, I mean, I tried lobster rolls. I don't know if there's more more typical food to try. I can try some fish and chips, I guess. We'll definitely give it a try. I'll definitely give it a try. Okay. Well, Mike, appreciate your time today. Thanks very much for this. A tough one today, but best of luck through the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Well, thank you, Christian. Thank you for the interview. 
Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the deal. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your distance.